Hello everybody and welcome to episode 13 of the Shiny Bees podcast, The Cat in the Hat. Today is Sunday the 24th of November and coming up in today's show we have some news and reviews, the Whipping Piccadilly section and the return of the pattern pick. Hello everybody and welcome back. A very warm welcome to any new listeners uh, that we've got here today with us and any returning listeners that have come back. It's always really nice to have you here with me. A special hello to anyone who has uh, come over from, or rather been sent over from, uh, the Yarns from the Playing podcast by Nick. It's also lovely that you're here with us as well. This episode is going to be a return to the usual format of the podcast. The last one was more of a on location, a bit of a giggle with uh, Nick and Amy and I hope you all enjoyed that and mostly the uh, want and enabling that was going on at the time. It was it was a really good weekend actually, we really enjoyed it. Um, I hope you're all well and have been uh, since the last time I spoke to you all and that your plans for any festive knitting, if you are doing any, I'm not going to say the C word and I'm not talking about crochet, I'm talking about the other C word. But I hope your plans are progressing at the speed of a thousand gazelles and your needles are clicking or your hooks are hooking uh, with great rapidment so that you can get all of your uh, Christmas knitting and uh, gifts ready. I don't think rapidment is even a word. What would be the word? I don't know. Fast. Anyway, generic fastness. Speed. <laughs> <sighs> almost went into uh, speed. I am speed. I've obviously watched Cars too many times. So big up Lightning McQueen if you're listening. I'm sure you are, <laughs> along with everyone else. Anyway, um, things at the Shiny Residence have been quite busy recently. I was hoping to uh, podcast on a more regular schedule since I returned to the UK and got all of the broadband. Um, but apparently having all of the broadband is a big problem because you just waste all of your time using all of the broadband. Um, but it's not even that I've been doing that that much to be fair um, I've been very busy with the top secret project that I've alluded to a couple of times it isn't really that secret anymore and you, some of you probably already know about it um, but I am currently in the midst of the planning and setting up of a yarn adventure with the lovely Kate she's always the lovely Kate uh, her name isn't lovely, obviously, she's just Kate, but uh, the lovely Kate from uh, Kate's Twirl blog and uh, myself have gone into a partnership and we are starting our yarn adventure very, very soon and it is called The Golden Skein and it's taking up a lot of time, a lot more time than you would think, actually, but it's very good, it's very enjoyable, extremely exciting but a lot of the time that I did want to devote to podcasting and developing that side of things has kind of gone by the wayside as I've got sucked in massively. I mean, me, sucked into a novel project. Who would have thought it? And we've been working extremely hard on getting that up and going. The idea for the Golden Skein came uh, when we were in Africa, actually. And we used to go, every night we'd go for a world domination walk where we would plan world domination. And you can do that in Africa because it's always really sunny, really warm. There's all these mountains in the background and we'd take the children out for a walk uh, to just to keep them quiet, really, at that kind of mad hour. And uh, mince around in the kind of 30 degree heat. And we'd, we'd just discuss plans for world domination generally. 
and this came up on and disappointingly it wasn't even my idea it was my husband's but this this plan came up and I started looking into it when I was there and I wrote an email to Kate saying what you know what do you think of this plan and she said I think it's a great plan do you want a business partner and I said yes of course I do and uh, and the rest is kind of history really so that the the concept of the golden skin I alluded to in one of the episodes it was one of the very early ones I can't you have to forgive me which one it was I can't remember which one it was it might have been the c word which I think was number three, and we were talking about uh, one of my friends had just been killed and it flown this, this tornado into another tornado and uh, they died. And the thought was that there was all this stuff in your stash that you keep there, like these golden skins that you don't want to use, you just take them out and pet them and then put them back again. And I was encouraging everyone to liberate their golden skins and use them and um, fulfil them. Well, this that's where the idea for the name The Golden Skin came from, but the idea is you kind of liberate your golden skins and find lots of new, nice other ones. So it's going to be a sort of a yarn tasting club, essentially, for the yarn connoisseur. And we are specially putting together uh, collections, we're curating them, uh, as, as I like to put it, uh, of yarns, which are going to be custom dyed and put into themed clubs, especially for us, so they're exclusive colourways, you can't get them anywhere else. They're going to be dyed by dyers from all over the world. They're going to uh, dye yarns to an inspiration picture. So it is a good way of, of trying different yarns really and discovering different dyes that you've not discovered before. And I discovered quite a few dyes when I went to South Africa that I would never have even come across probably if I hadn't have gone. And I just thought it was quite an exciting idea, really. It's, it's, you know, the clubs will be a convenient way for you to try different dyers and bases and, you know, get your hands on exclusive colourways that you're not going to find elsewhere. So that, obviously, as you can imagine, uh, quite apart from all the wanton yarn fondling and, and researching and looking into things, uh, there's also the, the kind of non-glamorous stuff like tax. I'll leave that to Kate. <laughs> Oh, sorry Kate you're really good I, I, I couldn't do it <laughs> but um, that is hopefully going to be launching to the public in January and we're in the middle of running a trial club it's just about to start running which um, we're going to test all of our systems and things in with a selected test group of people uh, which again is very exciting but a lot of time is taken up you know choosing ex you know very important things such as what mailing bags to use etc um, I, I, so I get so carried away with that, the, the fun stuff, and I've got no interest in, in tax, really. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's very exciting. Also, things have been incredibly stressful. That was the fun part uh, at Shea Shining, because um, we have a big old Victorian house, and that's needed a lot of major repairs. Our tenants just moved out, and we've come back from Africa and found that the house is in a bit of a state, to say the least. So we need things like a new roof and new windows and um, I don't just mean new windows because the ones that are in there are naff. I mean new windows because they're not watertight, etc. Big leak in the cellar, which is going to be my yarn storage area slash playroom. Um, but now we've discovered we need to tank all of that for that to happen, which, you know, it's fine. It's just all um, quite expensive and stuff that we weren't expecting to to have to fix or, or sort out but the tanking of the cellar is not going to be done yet it's not it's not going to be done until we move in um but we've been back and forth to sort that out also we're probably going to be moving house again in january end of january um so everything has been quite up in the air and uh, 
very stressful. I'm not sure why I sounded, apparently sounded very calm on the last podcast. I'm not entirely sure why, because I think I was pretty much hanging on by a thread. But everything is starting to settle down now, and everything is getting sorted out. So hopefully that will be the end of that. I don't want any more grief from my house. I don't know if any of you have seen The Money Pit, which is a film with Tom Hanks in it. And they go and buy this big old wreck of a house and start trying to do it up and all this comedy stuff happens. Um, and it's just like more and more money they have to pour into it to get it fixed, hence the money pit. Well, that is what our house seems to be at, well, since we got it really, considering it's in really good, it was in really good state of repair, quite apparently. Um, <laughs> appearances are deceiving. Uh, I think it's just testing us. It's from, it's a very old house, it's from 1895, so things are going to go wrong with it, but... Yeah, it's just kind of like non-stop at the moment. But it's going to be lovely when we move in. We've got it all planned. We're going to have a nice library area, grown-ups room with a grand piano in it and some wing-back chairs, a little table and one of those globe bars that you open with a selection of lovely Scotch whiskies, which I would have been able to intelligently choose because I've been listening diligently to the Caithness Cross Collective podcast and listening to the, the drams. So, yeah, it should be good. Anyway... We shall go on to a bit of news and reviews. So news-wise, I am not sure how many of you have been around on Twitter and on Ravelry for the last couple of days, but there is going to be in February a pod retreat running, which is being organised by Nick from Yarns from the Plain podcast and Amy from Knits Been Geek. And it's going to be a spinning slash knitting weekend in Chester. It's running on Thursday to Sunday, which is the 20th to the 23rd of February. And the accommodation costs were looking at around £140 if it was single occupancy, but less if um, people were going to share. Now, I understand all of the rooms are currently taken however some people have indicated that they would be happy to share so if you fancy it it may be possible to arrange for it to happen there is a thread on the yarns from the plains group with the details and you need to pm nick and let her know i am going to go very excited going to share a room with my buddy from Nick Club here in Lincolnshire, Steaders, who I follow on Twitter and find out loads of stuff about hockey from. It's like the only person that I follow on Twitter that knows anything about hockey. It's like knitting, 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 a couple of copyright issues, lots of things about Australian politics, bizarrely, and just Steaders with her with her hockey. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. I think it's going to be really good fun. Amy and Nick are a really good laugh. Uh, we had a great time at Yarndale, so I'm really looking forward to it. There um, is a link in the show notes if you are not a member of the podcast group, but it's on Ravelry. I'm sure that you do listen to it if you listen to this podcast, and if you don't, then you ought to be listening to both of them. I highly recommend them both. Um, they're both very funny, but the podcasts are quite different as well, so that's that. That's why I listen to my fan and really hilarious, especially Nick, because she's got a really funny laugh. When she laughs, she sounds really like a, like a naughty scale girl, scale, school girl. She's got a really infectious laugh, so um, I enjoy listening uh, to her because she's funny. And Amy just knits loads of stuff, and I love knowing what she's been knitting. Like, I can kind of live my knitting vicariously through her because she knits so much. Um, so if you don't listen to either Yarns from the Plain podcast or Knits Been Cake podcast, then give them a try. In other news, and this is a kind of slash review, 
a and quite late reporting on it really seeing as it happened in August <laughs> but I attended a workshop at Pearl City Yarns which is a yarn shop in the northern quarter in Manchester it's been up for a couple of years but it's the first time that I actually got a chance to go over there I had planned to go once when I was back from Africa with uh, Sal from a gingerbread bunny blog but it was a day where I don't know if it was snowing or it was like a full-on hurricane kind of really windy but there was some reason why we w weren't going to get uh, to go into drive to Manchester or get the train to Manchester I can't remember what it is now but we ended up going to Black Sheep Walls in Culture instead and going to Bent's Garden Centre who do brilliant cakes very large cakes though I recommend sharing sorry that's my dog groaning in the background I'm clearly boring him with my cake chat Anyway, uh, I attended a workshop at Pearl City Yarns and this workshop was to learn how to dye self-patterning yarns. Now I haven't ever dyed yarn before and it's not something I particularly intend to do myself kind of as a commercial thing. I just fancied learning about it and I thought it'd be a, a kind of important thing to know about with bearing in mind all the golden skein stuff. So I decided I will sign up to it and I'll go and have a look. The class was run by Debbie Tomkeys of um, DT Crafts and I found it really, really enjoyable and it was really interesting um, workshop to go along to. There were a couple of other ladies there who were lovely as well and it seemed to be quite fast paced in terms of the amount of stuff we were getting through in the session which is good because I get quite annoyed by really slow stuff where you just kind of think, oh, you know, it's kind of been... A two-hour lecture squashed into two days type thing it wasn't like that at all it was um it was quite lively paced but I don't actually know if that was definitely the case because I was extremely sleep deprived at the time because we've been back from Africa for less than a week and um I just couldn't take things in properly I felt like I'd, I'd been on the pop the night before but I, obviously I hadn't <laughs> and at all I'd just been up with the baby um, it's like they know you're going to go out and leave them and decide to cause havoc. So I hadn't had much sleep and I just felt a little bit sort of out of it really. So I, she was saying things and I don't think I was fully 100% in the room and listening to them all the time. Um, but bless her, she was really good and really helpful because I was like, I'm really sorry, I am absolutely interested in what you have to say. It's all really good stuff. Um, I'm just really, really tired. <laughs> so... Um, I thought there was a really nice balance between um, the theory of, of how to dye yarns and how you go about it and why you do what you do and the practical elements of things. Unfortunately, again, I wasn't listening properly so we had to design how we wanted our self-stripe to look and I designed way too many colour changes. It was meant to be like 8 or something, I, de I designed 12 instead. So it took me forever to paint all of the um, the colours on and, and what have you. Whereas everyone else was finished really quickly. But again, bless her, she just, she just helped me loads and sorted all my colour card things out for me to take home and everything. She was really, really nice. Um, and on the handouts, we got some really comprehensive notes and handouts to take home. And we created our own colour charts with them. Um, we dyed up some some um, like samples to show how... The theory of, of how you went, you know how you diluted the dye is and what colours they come out as and um, how all of that kind of works, you know, so you can 
you can create your colours because you understand how that works. And um, we had to punch them all into cards and put them on a card, but I was so far behind, she did all that for me. Um, but she is really, really nice like that. So that was really, really good. And we also got a discount voucher for Pearl City Yarns, which I haven't spent yet. Um, I don't know what I'm saving it for exactly, but I'm saving it for something special. You know, as you do, it's like, I'm going to save this, so I'm going to spend all of my money there. But I've not had a chance to go back yet because um, all of my time in the northwest, I've been fixing my wreck of a house. Um, I've got to say that uh, Debbie did give us lots and lots of help on the day and it was really good fun because we all kind of worked together to, to rescan the yarn and everything to get it to the right lengths and um, it did actually bring home to me how labour intensive dyeing yarn is, especially something like a self-stripe. Uh, it just seemed like never ending work and the result, I was really pleased with the end result but by the end of it I'm, I was rushing so much you can see that some of the bits have kind of bled together and things. I'm sure that everyone does that when they first start, because I'd never done it before. But I've got a renewed appreciation for, you know, getting if you to get a self-stripe to be that perfect and the, the all the stripes to line up so nicely it does take a lot of work and skill. So I would say I would definitely recommend any workshops um, by Debbie, just because she is so lovely and personable and she's a really nice teacher and she can put things across in a way where it's it's very relaxed. She has a very relaxed teaching style. And she's got a good sense of humour as well, clearly, um, for a complete kind of biff of a student turning up half asleep. That was me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I would definitely recommend it. And if you haven't been to Pearl City Yarns, I had to leave quite quickly because I was afraid of spending money. Because there was a lot of nice stuff in there, so I was just like, get me out of here because I need to go home now so I don't spend all of my money. So I will put links to both of those in the show notes for you. Well, seeing as we were pretty much in Piccadilly, in, whilst I was in Pearl City Yarns, I thought I'd smash straight into the Whipping Piccadilly section after that. And I have to say, not a lot has been achieved again. I need to be a lot more monogamous in my knitting. I need to be a lot more focused on finishing objects. And I need to be a lot more disciplined in working on one thing finishing it and then moving on to the next people who've known me for a long time will know that this is a problem for me <laughs> because i get so distracted um by new and shiny and just forget conveniently about about the stuff that needs to be done especially if it's nearly finished what's the point when it's nearly finished you may as well just finish it but i don't i'm such a 90 percenter so anyway on the needles still is the Elsebees Angel, which is the Guardian Angel pattern by Sally Cameron, aka Pink Hair Girl, lovely, lovely South African lady. As you will remember, I am knitting it in Nurturing Fibres Merino Lace Singles in the colourway Escape, which is a kind of tealy, minty, um, graphite coloured and a silver sort of uh, four-way variegated yarn and then the contrast is the silver just a plain silver for uh, the cable which runs along this shawl they are exclusive colourways which are only available from uh, natural yarns which is a online uh, south african naturally <laughs> web shop which is www.naturalyarns.co.za 
the pattern actually called for a fingering weight yarn but I did lace weight and it was meant to be four millimeters but I went for lace weight at 3.75 because I wanted quite a light shawl and I wanted it to be quite airy um, because it is for a friend in Limpopo and for most of the year it is as you know very hot so if it was too heavy she just wouldn't have got any wear out of it the yarn is 100% uh, superwash moringo, moringo, merino singles and you get 450 yards to 60 grams so once again goes quite far it is uh, really lovely to knit with I really even though I looked I looked at it when it came I thought I don't want to knit with that I'm not gonna like it actually I do really really like it uh, so I was surprised at that um, the colours were beautiful so I knew I was going to like those but I wasn't too sure about the yarn because it felt quite stringy but it isn't stringy at all. It's completely not how you would expect it to be. Um, in the last episode I had got stuck because I'd done two extra rows and I couldn't figure out what I needed to increase to and again being quite sleep deprived I was just a bit like oh I'll, I'll do something else. <laughs> um, but Sally bless her she just emailed me and said what row are you on and then said right do this and it'll be fine and it was. Um, because she is just really nice and lovely like that and I chose this pattern because I really like the description on the um, on the pattern of, as to why she designed it and if you just give me a second I can read it to you and she's put knitting should set knitting should tell a story sorry I'm so northern sometimes this shawl was inspired by my guardian angel, very much a real flesh and blood person, someone I can trust to protect and look out for me. The garter section is like small waves, are like water. My friend was in the navy and now lives overlooking the ocean. He is a photographer and the colours of the water and the oceans that he manages to photograph always astounds me. The clouds and the sunsets are beautiful moments in time captured through his lens. So the main part, the main body, is a garter body. The cable is the twists and turns of our friendship, the part that binds our lives together. And the cable sort of like a transition layer in the, in the shawl. And then you go on to the edging and she says, The lace edge is my interpretation of an angel, not meant to be too typically angelic, but enough that I know that I have a friend who will move heaven and earth for me. The shape is like a crescent, but the end has a slight curve of its own, like an angel wing. Now, it, that is lovely, isn't it? She must really like her friend. Um, and I really like my friend Elsa B, which is why I chose that pattern. And also, um, she's quite a religious lady, and religion is a big part of her life. And I know that she would appreciate the sentiment of an angel on the shawl. So... I am up to the lace cable now and I'm, I've, I've changed onto the silver so I just need to kind of crack on with it and get down it. It's not it's not particularly a difficult pattern or anything like that. It's just um, I murder once I get to a part where you have to change things and I have to concentrate for a bit. I kind of put it off a little bit. I do it with socks all the time. Like I get to the heel. Heels are not hard. I actually enjoy turning heels. I really like it. But I'll kind of just like mince for a couple of days before I actually attempt it. So I just need to get on with that really. And uh, that'll be good. The next, uh, what am I going to say? The next work in progress. Sorry, I'm back in the room now. Is Protea on a sunny day, which is my sunny day shawlette pattern by Carle Daining. She is the lady that dyes the nurturing fibres yarn, and she does her own patterns as well. I 
started this because I wanted a kind of memento shawl to wear that would remind me of South Africa because I was feeling quite sad about having to leave. Um, and it was when I got back that I started it and I just wanted something really cheery to cheer me up because I miss Africa every day. I really do. So it is a triangular shawlette knitted in a fingering weight yarn on 4mm needles. It is a stocking stitch body and then there are some very simple kind of it's not it's not ruffles as such but there's kind of a uh, textured detail that can either be the same colour or you can do it in a contrast colour. I am knitting this in Nurturing Fibres Super Twist Sock in the colourway King Protea hence where the name comes from the Protea obviously being I think it is like the national flower of South Africa the cricket team are called the Proteas and the, the Protea flower is extremely pretty it's just like it doesn't even look like a flower it looks like something from Mars it's just amazing so I thought this would be a nice way to remember being there and the King Protea colourway is exclusive to Natural Yarns and that's the same shop that I mentioned for LCB's Angel. Sorry, my dog's just whining at something. I'm not sure what he wants. Um, first I'm boring him and now he's whining. <laughs> the colourway, sorry, is a variegated colourway and it is in a red, a hot pink, a kind of tangerine satsumery orange and a yellow and it's going quite well i'm quite enjoying it it is really really bright and it's very pretty this is my knit club project because it doesn't require a lot of concentration um i'm just building the kind of main body of the shawl at the moment and it's just the same roll back and forth <clears throat> so i take that there so i don't cock it up when i'm chatting too much and um i'm enjoying how the colors are coming out it's going to be really pretty when it's finished i think and it's going to be a nice memento Sorry for the little break there. I thought it might be pertinent to let my little doggy out in the garden. I wasn't sure exactly what he was after, so uh, just kicked him out of the back. Um, on to the next project then is the Cranford mitts that I started as the uh, project for the P-Hop knit along, the P-Hop cow. It is a P-Hop pennies per hour of pleasure pattern by Jane Lithgow. This is being knit in Jellybean Yarn Stardust in the Red Dragon's Blood colourway, which is a really nice deep shade of red with lovely silver sparkles in it. And I finished the first mitt and I need to cast on the second one. It's really pretty. I really like how it's turned out, but I'm kind of walking around like Michael Jackson with one glove on at the moment. And HBM saw it and said, R R I want some. Mummy, you're going to knit my hand, Mummy. So I had to then break off what I was doing and knit some for her because she, she needed some and apparently Daddy needs some too but I've managed to convince her that no, I need to finish these other ones first uh, before Daddy gets any. I don't think he even really would rock the fingerless mitt look necessarily. Um, but yeah, she basically bossed me into doing something else. So I'm going to cast on the other one of that, like the longest project ever for a pair of Cranford mitts, because they're not, they're not, it's not hard pattern or anything at all. They're not even particularly big. It's just, um, just taking a quite a long time to do them. So if anyone else is still working on the P-Hop knit along, pop over to the thread and say hello. Or if you've done something in the meantime and not posted your pictures, um, then please come over and do so. There are a few new patterns coming out that have just come out and that will be coming out very soon uh, for pennies per hour of pleasure so it's worth going over and joining their group the lovely kate my business partner 
is um, is a coordinator for PHOP, so it's something that, that she believes in quite strongly, and so do I. I think it's a great cause, especially um, at the moment with everything going on in Syria and everywhere else. Um, MSF could really uh, do with the money to, to help people, so uh, pop over to there and check out their new offerings. The last project is the Golden Dawn Socks, which is the first... Uh, the Golden Skin project for me. So it is top secret. I'm not telling you what yarn I'm making it out of and I'm not telling you what colour the yarn is. But I will tell you that the pattern is um, Ribble Muster by Frau Wapitu. I assume that's Frau Line because she's a German lady. And she didn't actually write the pattern. She wrote the pattern down but copied it off an original pattern. It says she didn't write the pattern. But I guess she, she translated a knitted objects into this pattern. And it's uh, some slip stitch socks. Um, and it's the quite twirly. The slip stitch pattern kind of rotates around the leg and the foot. And I am currently getting this pattern altered. I want to change it a little bit. And I'm being assisted with that. Because I've knitted a few pairs of socks. But not enough to be a ninja by any stretch of the imagination. By Claire Devine. Who is Knits for Clips Cap on Ravelry. She is a tech editor. And she is also a sock ninja. And she's in the middle actually of writing her own ebook And patterns of, of socks. All to do with um, sock techniques. And learning different heels and toes. And the construction of socks. So that you can kind of swap and change. And make your own pattern socks. They're all going to be little teeny socks, like kind of toddler-sized ones, so that you're not knitting forever as well, which I think is a really good idea, because there's quite often been patterns where I've wanted to change parts of it. And because I've knitted so much of the sock, I've been a bit too scared to kind of go, oh, I'm going to change to this heel or do this, in case I have to rip it all back. Because I just, I just don't have the heart for ripping back. I really don't. I'm too scared, so... I just think it'll never get finished. I'd rather just finish it and not have a really nice heel or a really nice toe that I want. But I'm hoping that after this I will be able to do it because I'll be more confident and my kids are going to have some really snazzy socks. So she is helping me to do a mod to the heel on the pattern to incorporate a little bit of colour work. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, so big thanks to her. She's helping me loads with that. And I will let you know when her patterns are coming out because um, I'm really excited about them. I've seen some of the the drafts and things of it and I think it's a really great idea. And uh, massive enabling, as usual, uh, from her, the grey enabler. So, yeah, I will let you know when her stuff comes out. But check out on... She's done released a pattern in the last couple of weeks, which I think is really, really cute. It's called the Trendy Taloos, and it's a little pair of leg warmers uh, for a little toddler. And I think they're really good because when they start kind of crawling and walking, if they've got socks on, it can be a bit slippery sometimes. Whereas, because these haven't got any heels or toes, they can still have, like, warm ankles, but they have the toes and heels out so they can kind of scrabble around and... And do whatever they do. Well, well, Sanimal just kind of rolls everywhere at the moment. It's a bit clueless. But um, they're also knitted with uh, small amounts of yarn. So it'd be brilliant kind of stash busting sort of scraps using up project for that as well. So I will put a link to that in the show notes too. And I will be sure to let you know when uh, those patterns are released. 
In terms of finished projects, I have only one, and they are the mitts for Her Britannic Majesty, because she likes to crack the whip, and every time she saw me sat still, it was like, Mummy, are you not knitting my hand, Mummy? So, uh, I'll have a little go as well. I was holding the needles and she was helping me do some of it, but she got bored after, like, three stitches. These are the HBM's Angel's Mitts, and that's what I've called them. The actual pattern is called the Toddler Bite Mitts by Kristen Wise. And I used up leftover yarn from the Mikey's Hat project. And it took about 60 metres of sock weight yarn. And after I finished, I actually still had a couple of kind of walnut sized balls left over because I matched up the colours on both hands. Really, really cute mitt pattern. Really simple, really quick to knit. It's got a ribbed cuff and then a stocking stitch main body with a little teeny tiny cable up the middle of the hand. Uh, like I said, brilliant for using up leftovers and she absolutely loves them because uh, it means you can kind of get a little fingers into everything without um, getting all of uh, the fingers in a kind of proper pair, proper pair of mittens dirty or anything. She can ride a bike and stuff, so she absolutely loves those. Which of course means I feel like a complete legend. My mummy made it. My mummy made them. So yeah, it's good. I'm sure she's going to grow out of liking what I knit for her soon, but... Uh, they are really, they're really quite cute, so um, I would recommend those for people who have little toddlers around. So, on to the famous pattern pick. And for this episode, the pattern pick is on the theme of the turkey. We are rapidly approaching Christmas here in the UK, and I am aware that Thanksgiving is next week in the US of A on the 28th so I decided that turkey would be a good theme. Now the idea originally came from a Facebook advert and I've been getting some really strange Facebook adverts appearing down the side of, of my kind of timeline and what have you. Mostly they've been ones for lose 15 stone in about 30 seconds, which, you know, a fair one. You know, I guess I'm still a little bit chubby after having a baby. Or, weirdly, surrogacy slash egg donation, neither of which are subjects that I Google or talk about on Facebook. So I have no idea where they've got this idea that I would be interested in, in either of those. Uh, but they seem to, along with Match.com. I'm married. Really, I know we've been married for nearly five years, but I'm not really looking for anyone else yet. Or at all. One husband is enough hard work. Thank you. And this this particular pattern came up in an advert on Facebook. But I was also uh, sent a picture of this particular thing by uh, Claire um, Divine. It's for Clips Cap. Um, as uh, she, she saw it and, and thought of me <laughs> and the pattern pick. So at this point I will say, feel free, if you see any strange patterns that you think I would love, chances are I will, if they are comedy, uh, please send them to me because I absolutely love being sent patterns of a curious nature. So without further ado, we'll go on to number one, the hat in question, which is the sexy turkey hat. Yes, I said that all in one sentence, sexy turkey hat. Which is a knitting pattern by Angela Caterina of Caterina Bonnet Designs. It is a pattern for a rather spectacular turkey hat and 
It is $1.50. You can download it from Ravelry. It is a very impressive hat because it is a full-on knitted turkey. Very detailed. Lots of work involved. Copious amounts of eyelash yarn and other novelty yarns included in this project. There are five of them that have been made on Ravelry if you would care to take a look at other people's offerings. The feedback on the actual pattern writing is that it isn't very good, unfortunately, and that the hat is very heavy to wear. Um, but the designer seems to have had a lot of fun uh, with this pattern and with the photos in particular on the project page, so go and check those out. Not wanting to leave anyone out, the sexy turkey hat is also available as a crochet pattern, a slightly different design for $1.50. This appears to be even more involved than the knitted version. And there is even more funky fur slash eyelash yarn going on in this pattern. Again, the feedback is that the pattern is uh, not particularly well written. But I've got to say, the crocheters once again have uh, trumped the knitters. And there are some really impressive examples in the project pages, which I would recommend checking out. If you don't want to go on that, that nuclear, and you can check out the Baby Turkey Hat, which is a free knitted pattern by Rachel Hauser, and that's published in Engineered Creations, which is her blog. This is knitted in Aran White yarn, uh, from the bottom up in the round, and it is, it's got a stocking stitch body and a rolled brim, and it is essentially a baby hat. But it's, it's not a live turkey, it's a cooked one. So apologies for any of my vegan listeners <laughs> that are disturbed by this. Um, so, you know, like when you're a baby, people seem to think that it's hilarious. Kind of the lacy bonnets are out and comedy ears are in. So they've got to design patterns and, and knitty things that involve having a comedy set of ears on top or or comedy other thing on top and that is the case with this pattern where you would normally have the two comedy bear or or whatever ears you've got two comedy cooked turkey legs instead <laughs> on the top I'm not gonna knit this for my child I'm not gonna lie to you um, but you might want to it, it looks quite nice, it's quite funny, it's definitely in the comedy section of uh, comedy baby hats and it, let's face it, it's the only way we can get our own back as adults, you know you can't really beat them or anything anymore or starve them because it's not, it's kind of frowned upon, so uh, let's make them wear really awful hats and take pictures of them for when they're older. So yeah, that is the baby turkey hat. The next one I've got for you is called Mommy. American Mommy and Me Turkey Hats by Paula Gauma. Paula Gauma Took, and it's published in the Fur Baby's Mama uh, Ravelry store. It is $4.99, 100% of which goes to no kill animal shelters in western New York and in Indiana. This is a crocheted turkey hat, but the, the turkey's not cooked this time. And the sizing on it goes from a preemie to an adult. It's a lot less elaborate than the sexy turkey hat uh, of, of various construction, um, but this one it definitely looks to be more wearable. And the pictures, there's a lady and a little girl wearing matching hats, they're really cute. Who doesn't love a bit of matching mummy and kid baby wear, uh, sorry knitwear rather. Uh, we've got a set of owl, owl, owl jumpers uh, for HBM and Sanimal, and they look really cute, it's like 
you know, it doesn't matter whether the heating's on or anything, I'll make them wear them anyway. Uh, so they're always just kind of sat there sweating in the little matching owlets just so they look cute. And when I finally get round to getting past the ribbon on my owls, I could almost have, you know, we could all be matching together. It'd be quite funny. Anyway, anyway, oh, oh. <laughs> this is where it starts to get really funny. I really enjoyed this pattern pick because, I mean, the turkeys, you'd be surprised. It's like six pages of turkey patterns. Who would have thought it? A lot of them are actually really similar as well. Don't let the copyright police see them, whatever you do, because it'll all be kicking off on Ravelry. But anyway, unrelated, I will keep out of that political quagmire. Um, as I was looking through the turkey patterns, another seemingly unrelated pattern caught my eye. And I thought, someone has been going mad with the tagging again. And when you'll, you'll Google something completely innocent and you know a knitted willy will come up or something like that that wasn't the case this time but this was seemingly unrelated till i looked at the title of the pattern properly and it was called is called the international cat hat turkey as in the country not the bird but turkey it was so fair enough fair play by stacy Marr. this is a free pattern and i can't i can you'll probably hear me laughing already because i'm smiling thinking about what i'm going to say now <laughs> um this is a free pattern for a knitted fez <laughs> for a cat <laughs> and <laughs> sorry um the the picture on the project page is a, is of a ginger a stripy ginger cat wearing, <laughs> looking more than a little bit sinister the blurb I, I just loved i just love this the whole idea the blurb simply says what cat doesn't need a fez I'm just like, well, well, most of them, probably, judging by your cast face. <laughs> and uh, 53 projects on Ravelry. Not all of them have done a fez for a cat. Some people have made, like, miniature fezzes. Is that even the right plural, fezzes? Miniature fezzes for themselves, for, like, fancy dress and things. Some people have made multiple versions for their friends' cats. And... Clearly, we always get it in there. There is one token dashund in a fez. Why is it always dashunds? I feel really sorry for them. They look daft anyway, but it, they just seem to be one of those breeds that people decide to dress up in random, random stuff. And this time it was it was a fez. Now, this was awesome enough by itself. I got a lot of value out of this. I'm still laughing at it now. Um, but then I realised that that wasn't the only cat hat pattern that she's done. She's done a little Santa hat, which would be, you know, for next month, that'd be amazing. She's done a little cowboy hat. Uh, she's done a balaclava. <laughs> a balaclava for a cat. <laughs> I'm sorry, but when you see the picture, you'll see what I mean. It's got ear holes so that the ears can stick out. <laughs> but then it's got like a one big eye hole. Uh, and this cat's face is just just squashed into the eye hole. Uh, I can't believe I've got this balaclava on. It, 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 the face hole is just it's just amazing. It's so so funny, so funny. Um, but my number one favourite hat that she's done is called "My Pimp Paw Is Strong," <laughs> which is a purple crocheted pimp hat. <laughs> complete with a zebra print band uh, and a white feather 
Um, and if that wasn't enough, because it is awesome, it's that stereotypical pimp. Uh, but she's also got on some some crocheted bling. It's, it's got cat bling on. Crocheted cat bling in yellow fur for a cat. It's just <laughs> it's just brilliant. I'm not sure at what point you think my cat needs a hat of any description. Um, clearly, Dr. Zeus, cat in the hat. Jim, I required cat in the hat. Um, cat, cat in the hat. Um, yeah, speechless. What amazes me more is that they can actually get the cats to sit still and, and wear them long enough to take a picture because that's not the impression I get of cats generally. Cats tend to take themselves extremely seriously, which is why you get lots of comedy dogs in in sweaters because they just they just stand there going, oh, "I'll sit still for you, I love you." Whereas cats are a bit more, really, I look ridiculous. Are you joking? Fetch my dinner, peasant. Which is why I don't have a cat, apart from being allergic. And uh, I've no idea they've got them to sit still for that long. <laughs> it's, it's amazing, but really, really comedy pictures uh, to be seen on that. So, in the event that you need. A fez, a balaclava, or indeed a pimp hat for your cat, or indeed anyone else. Uh, check those ones out. The final one I have for you, I don't know how I'm going to follow that, so, um, but it's, it's here anyway, I've picked it, is the Christmas turkey jumper slash sweater knitting pattern by Blonde Moments. It's available on Ravelry and it is £2. It's a pattern for a comedy Christmas jumper. It is a colourwork turkey. Everybody needs one minging Christmas novelty jumper in their lives and this could be the one for you if you have a gap in your wardrobe for such an item. So that's the pattern pick for today. Hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. No cats were harmed in the making of this pattern pick. Well, uh, that's all the hilarity I've got for one night for you, I'm afraid. And uh, hopefully you'll have enjoyed that quick canter uh, through uh, catch-up as much as I have. And not, not quite, I'm sure nobody enjoyed those cat hats quite as much as I did, frankly. Um, but yeah, it's been lovely chatting to you again. Hopefully it will be much sooner when I do get back to you with the next episode. Dr. Dre's in my head now. Every time I say something, I just keep getting song titles in my head. I'm not sure if that's kind of some kind of illness or, or just my kind of comedy sense of humour. But hey, it's all good. But yes, that's all from me. Thank you very much for listening and I hope you all have a great week. Happy crafting. Speak to you again soon. Bye. Hold up. You've been listening to the Shiny Bees podcast. Show notes for this episode can be found on the blog at www.shinybees.com. You can email me at joe at shinybees.com. I'm Shiny Bees on Ravelry and Shiny Bees on Twitter. Thanks for listening.